Uh, so I just played you the Wolfgang Van Halen tribute, The Distance. That's to his a really father, good Eddie. song. Oh, great video, too. It really is. Home videos of him and his pops. Good stuff. Well, let's talk to rock author, journalist, and he joins us a lot, Martin Popoff. How are you, Martin? Hello, Martin. Welcome back, sir. Yes, thanks for having me, guys. Very cool. Well, yeah, we should say you have two books about Van Halen as well. We can get you can get at martinpopoff.com. Yeah, there's the uh, visual biography and then Unchained, the user manual of all things Van Halen. Let's begin there because, you know, being in rock radio, Martin, as long as, as I have, as we have, I hate, I always hated the Sammy-Dave debate. Can't we like both? And, of course, the common denominator, maybe I'm just an Eddie fan. I like the sound. I like the band. We don't have to pick one, right? I mean, I hate that debate. Yes, and it does It does rage on, doesn't it? It but, sure does. Uh, it never know, dies. It, it depends on your, on your entry point with these bands. I mean, same thing happens with Black Sabbath. Same thing happens with Aerosmith. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's always going to happen. But um, you're right. The common denominator there is, uh, is the genius behind the songwriting, uh, and that's Eddie. Well, yeah, and, and, you know, with Eddie and, you know, first Dave left, then they hired Sammy, then they fired Sammy, then they asked Dave back. If, and I don't know if you've ever asked Eddie or if you've heard in an interview – who would Eddie say that was Van Halen? Would he say it was the early stuff? He'd, or it, was he Van Halen? That's a pretty interesting question because if, if you think about it, I mean, Eddie just always seemed fed up with both of them <laughs> yeah. in a way. Right. Uh, you know, LSD, lead singer disease, right? Um, I, I think Eddie, Eddie really wanted to be, you know, the thoughtful academic sort of musician and lead singers were just kind of a necessary evil for him. Uh, well put. Yeah, I mean, it's my name. It's his name on the band, right? He's the leader. His brother, yeah. Did, him and his brother. Did he ever try to, and I don't know if there's any lost tape somewhere that you know about or early on did eddie ever try to sing did he when he's hanging out with alex as a kid did he ever try to sing and then they realize well i can't sing let's get a lead singer well the the interesting thing is the last song on van halen three the one with gary sharon eddie sings that song so and he has a great voice uh, it doesn't sound like, you know, he's straining to hit any of the notes. It doesn't sound like he's pitch challenged. He actually does seem like a guy who, who could have been the singer of this band. But, you know, you guys bring up an in- interesting point with the lost tape situation. I mean, this this still to me, I, I just I'm, I'm just like shaking my fists at, at this whole thing about you know, wanting to go and maybe try to put together some sort of uh, reunion tour uh, or tribute tour. Um, I, I have very little interest in that. I just want to see Wolfgang get at those tapes, those those hundreds and thousands of hours of tapes. And with, with both of these lead singers still around and, and able to do it, at least in the studio, I mean, there could be two or three more Van Halen albums. And, and you know, he, he has recently said that, that this camp is just too dysfunctional to yeah. even get the tribute tour off the ground. But, you know, and, and I suppose a record is the same sort of thing, and he himself doesn't, doesn't seem to have the appetite for that. But that can all be done because, because Eddie is still with us. He's, he's with us on all those tapes. So all those tapes probably in an archive or vault somewhere, Wolfgang owns them, or does David Lee Roth or the record company? Who, ha- who has physical copies of this? Well, I, I would definitely, I'm conjecturing a little bit, but I mean, uh, th- this is uh, definitely a situation where you know, the family would own them, I, okay. I would almost imagine for sure. And and that would mean Wolfgang. I mean, Wolfgang is probably 
the guy who has access to them and and owns them. Record company generally doesn't own that sort of stuff. But yeah, we've we've heard over the years like this. This is a guy that that just laid down so many riffs and solos and things that with computer technology the way it is, I mean, we we could totally have Eddie Van Halen proper Van Halen albums with with classic classic lineup. You know, till the cows come home. I mean, Wolfgang himself is a great guitarist, so he could help out. He could play bass if he wanted to. He could be the producer. But, you know, Mikey's around, Sammy's around, yeah. Dave's around, Alex is around. So, man, and, it should get done. And, Martin, given the fact that Wolfgang tries to separate himself from his father's work, does he want to immerse himself in the past and now bring up these tapes that nobody I think he's trying to separate himself from that, not be associated more, that you know, musically then he has to be. You agree with that? Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I don't think that's something he wants to do, or it's too soon to do that, maybe. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I like that one because, um, you know, you, you kind of figure that, I mean, it's very admirable that he is actually a great artist in, in, in his own right. He's a, he's a singer and guitarist yeah. and writer. I mean, it's, it's amazing. He fronts his own band. Um, so he's a super talented guy. But perhaps it's too soon, but you just think that, that one day he's going to say, or he's going to realize, he's going to have sort of a change of, change of heart that, that you know, yeah. the world needs more Eddie Van Halen in it. Right. Um, and, uh, and possibly he could get to a project like that. But yeah, it's, it's really cool that he is an absolute artist in his own right. And, and I think if they did something like that, like I say, he could be a player on it. He's he's got the same last yeah. name. He could definitely be the producer. Uh, he's just got to get these parties together. The the the, the clock is ticking on on these two singers. Whether whether they're going to last much longer, um, you know, whether they're going to be with us. But the, but the neat situation is that again with computer technology, we've just seen it with the Ozzy album, right? I mean, these guys could could be could be wheeled out and and still sing uh, two or three more yeah. albums. But the clock is ticking. The website is martinpopoff.com. If you're a fan of rock, I mean, he's got the books for you. He's got two books on Van Halen. Today is the two-year anniversary of Eddie Van Halen passing. Martin, I don't like comparing athletes or rockers because it's just different eras. But Eddie knew his significance in, in the guitar world that a lot of people considered him the greatest. Some considered Hendrix the greatest. Was Eddie Stevie ever, Ray. Yeah, Stevie Ray. But was Eddie ever asked about you know, the significance of being the goat. Did Eddie ever talk about that? He obviously had to know what was going on. Yeah, he, he was actually a, a, a super nice touchy feely guy and a, a kind guy, a, a, um, a kind of a private guy, shy, uh, you know, in private, which just goes against, you know, the, the great, you know, image of, of smiling alive, California Eddie. But the fact of the matter is he, he really did not, like those kinds of comparisons he he was you know he would be you know the first to shower praise on the guys he he grew up with but um i think there is something to the fact that really um i don't think you have to find a single guitar hero between jimmy hendrix and eddie van halen to say who who you know who were the greatest in this legacy of being truly, truly great guitar players who could do everything, who who were innovative, who had their own sound. That's an important thing. Like there's a lot of great guitar players out there, but they don't particularly necessarily sure. have fully their own sound. Eddie absolutely had his own sound. So I think he you know, he he could be called responsible for, for the entire 80s metal thing that happened, but even the whole industry of the guitar hero, 
you know, specifically and, and including, you know, instrumental albums, that whole cottage industry with those sorts of guitars. So, yeah, I, I think those two names that you guys uh, deftly came up with, um, Jimmy and Eddie, are, are really the, the, the two. There's no one else really in that conversation. Yeah, you have to put Eddie in there just because of all the innovation that he brought to the table as opposed to, say, a Clapton or somebody like that that was just the quintessential player. Eddie was certainly more than that. Uh, let me ask you this. We're talking with a uh, rock biographer, Martin Popoff here. Uh, Martin, what year did Van Halen go into the Hall of Fame? And if I recall correctly, something happened. Remember the ceremony? There was a bit of a, a problem? Or wh- what were the details on the Rock Hall uh, fiasco? Oh, shoot. I, I forget what, what year it was. It was pretty early, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, you, we eventually, or we essentially had that, um, you know, the the LSD thing again, the lead singer disease thing, right? So, um, was, w- it, was, was that Sammy and Dave driven the the fiasco at the hall concert? I I really don't remember what happened there. I'm I'm yeah. sorry, guys. I, well, I really okay. don't know. But those guys, you know, obviously they they don't get along. It's it it was surreal to see that they actually went on tour together with that Sam and Dave thing. And then you saw that passive aggressive sort of you know jabs at each other. Um, that hey, we're getting along, but I'm better than you, kind of thing, right? That's that's what every every message seemed to be, and and that thing fell apart pretty pretty quickly. But uh, it it is pretty incredible that happened, and and like I say, I mean, I I, I really do think they still could do it. They still could get get back in one or the other or both. I'd hate to see both on the same album. I don't like that stuff. That's why I don't like the whole tribute concert thing. Yeah. I, I want I want to see an album by a band, and Wolfgang's got to pick that band. So so. So Martin, I'll tell you a little story here, and it'll it'll go on to the question. During that tour, you were talking about Sammy and and Dave. Yeah. Uh, they ran the second stop on the tour was Phoenix, and Dave did an acoustic set in my station, and then Sammy, like the day before, spent two hours with us. Then Michael Anthony, the day after, spent an hour. So wow. three street days of Van Halen, and it was fantastic. But when we had Michael Anthony in studio, he told us a story. He hasn't seen Dave since. He left the band back in, 19, you know, the final tour was that into 85 or whatever. And he said they were picking everybody up. The first show, I believe, was in Sacramento. So the plane comes, and he's sitting towards the middle of the plane. Dave walks in. He goes, hey, what's up, man? Dave gives him a nod, walks to the back of the plane, and sits down. And he's like, I haven't seen this guy in 20 years, and I get a nod. Um, <laughs> tell us the relationship between Eddie and Michael and Dave and Sammy after everything got you know was it kind of like michael's it's kind of like distant absolutely i mean mikey is obviously you know sammy's best buddy and and they've done so much wabarito type stuff together in their own bands so so he's been in that camp um you know it almost strikes me a little bit like the uh like malcolm and angus and and george young with the acdc camp you know you've got this brother dynamic and it's kind of like a circle of the wagons kind of a secretive thing not a lot of news gets out but uh and then there's dave on the outside you know ribbing everybody you know basically being that passive aggressive guy against the van halen brothers and sammy at the same time and and you know annoying all of us with with sort of his 
his stage manner, he doing that Vince Neil thing where he's where he's not really singing the lyrics. He's just got this uh, casual relationship with the lyrics in the song, sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and that that is I, again, that's something that's just so annoying because because uh, it's such an easy fix, right? Yeah. You know, you, you watch him up there on on like these Las Vegas residencies and stuff, and you study it, and you go, this guy actually could sing these songs quite well if if he just applied himself to it and, and wanted to. But he's, you know, he's such a big sort of rock star, he's going to do things his way, right? Yeah, yeah and, and yeah. I think to a, uh, many fans, when you think, I always thought Sammy had the bigger, the larger task simply because of what he had to follow. Because for many of the fans, the quintessential Van Halen, David Lee Roth, assless chaps, leg kick, hot for teacher, that was... I mean, that set a bar. That was a, a wow. And then Sammy has to come along. And not only did he come along, he pulled it off with yeah. Right Now and everything else. Remember when Right Now, okay, that was huge. I mean, the idea that uh, here we are having the conversation I just said everyone always <laughs> has. But, yeah, that common denominator was, of course, Eddie. I think Eddie was the band. I think I'm kind of with him in what you said earlier, that the lead singers can come and go, but Eddie was the glue. And and Michael yeah. and, and Alex, of course, but he was yeah, the and guy. It, and it's so it's so interesting that Eddie also, you know, just being that creative genius, that fearlessly creative guy, would often just put his guitar aside and say, No, let's let's make a keyboard song. Let's let's play some keyboards, explore keyboard tones. Um, you know, and, and I think it's it's also I, I get heck for saying this sometimes, but sometimes I think that Alex is as much of the Van Halen Brown sound as Eddie is. I mean, his his drumming is so distinctive. Yeah. He's definitely a guy who has, has a sound too. But part of that sound that he gets is is credit to Eddie as a, as basically such a gearhead and a tinkerer and essentially a producer. Um, and that and that's why he's got all that. Well, that that's why he's that's why he's so uh, so innovative and known and and has such a distinctive sound because he. He combines, um, you know, an innovative style with the the innovativeness of being such a gearhead. Yeah, Alex doesn't get the credit he deserves by any means, but that's every drummer, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're in Rush. Unless you're Neil yeah. Perry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, or Martin Bonham. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. True. Well, Martin, we really appreciate your time, man. We always do, and we'll do it again. Want to send everyone to martinpopoff.com to get one of your books. You got everything on there so if you like a band trust me he's got a book on it martin thanks so much man appreciate it thanks guys we'll talk to you later see ya